stop Googling and start listening for the love of wellness. With over 50 years in women's wellness, hosts Sam Leeson and Laurel Crossley, along with a weekly special guest, will explore gaps and issues within the women's wellness industry. If you're passionate about topics affecting women's health, such as sleep, grief, body image, and much more, then please stay tuned. This is a repost from January 2023. With the dark, dreary, rainy days of winter upon us, it can feel as though January is never going to end. Join us today as we talk to Briar Colbert, a psychotherapist who introduces all kinds of different strategies to her work so that her clients have the opportunity to feel their very best. We also spend time talking about circadian rhythms and honoring ourselves, doing what we need to do to feel our best this time of year. Find the sunshine when you can, listen to circadian rhythms, get out in nature, do all the things that we need to do to feel our very best. Today's episode is brought to you by babyready.info. Welcome, everyone. I want to welcome all of you today to hear the conversation that we are having with my friend, Briar Colbert. Briar, please tell us who you are and what you do. Yeah, thank you so much, Sam and Laurel, for having me. So my name is Briar, and I'm a registered psychotherapist in Ontario. And what that means is that I've got a master's level education and I work with all different folks for all different reasons that are looking for therapy. Um, I'm not a psychologist, so I don't diagnose. I'm not a psychiatrist, so I don't deal with medication. That's the difference between those three categories of mental health care providers in our province. Um, Different vernaculars in different provinces and different states, just to make things really confusing for us navigating the mental health world. (laughs) And then how I work, obviously, each practitioner is so unique in their training, their experiences, their preferences, how they, what they bring to the clients that they have the honor of working with. And for me, it's a lot of holistic and integrative care, um, very trauma informed. My background's in spiritual psychotherapy and how that looks for each client is so unique um, and is always evolving. My work's really creative, which I love. And yeah, I've been in practice now for almost six years. I know. Wow. Wow. That <laughs> six fun. years went really fast. I know. <laughs> well, you know, here we are in the dark days of winter, mm-hmm. the opposite of the dog days of summer. Mm-hmm. Um, and do you find that this is a particularly trying time of year for many folks? Hmm. Yeah, there are some unique challenges, right, about this next coming months for especially those of us in the northern hemisphere. So we're in our winter, right, and the impacts that less daylight, less sunlight have on people, right? If you're in any sort of like corporate job or job that's nine to five, right, you you know, there's possibly days where you're not out in sunlight, and the big impact that has, and then I think the big letdown from various holiday seasons that we've just progressed through Mm -hmm. and then all the things that the new year can bring for people, right? Sometimes that can be exciting. Sometimes not so much for different people for different reasons. Um, yeah. And generally speaking, this is a big, this time. And then like back to school in the fall are big spikes where like 
yeah, more people are connecting, more people are reaching out for, for sessions or new clients are coming in, that sort of thing. Do you handle it differently in how you manage or work with your clients in months like this when it's darker? I mean, it's easy to to chat with somebody in July and have them say, you know what, I'm just feeling like the walls are closing in. And you say, great, so go outside for a walk, spend some time in nature. And and I'm going to be honest, if you said that to me today, I'd be like, yeah, Briar, you know, we know enough to know I'm hiding in the winter. I don't want to be outside in the cold. So how do we how do we navigate these two different or how do you rather not me? you navigate how you work with people in the different times of year? Yeah. So over the last, I'd say two years in my practice, it's the trends that I've seen, right. Especially as we've come through like COVID and the pandemic and all the things like it's been a lot about simplifying and going back to basics. Right. So I ask so many people, where's your sleep at? Where's your eating at? Are you are you eating enough healthy proteins and fats that your body can make the neurotransmitters that it needs to make to feel well, right? For some people, are there supplements that might be needed that you need to go chat with your doctor, your naturopath or your nutritionist, right? Like so much of it is those basics. And it's maybe shocking how often people go, oh yeah, I'm not getting to bed on time. Or even the simple, like when was the last time you were outside? Right. And, and okay. Yeah. Maybe it's, it's dreary or maybe it's cold. Okay. Well, 10 minutes is still better than nothing. Right. Like we're still, we're still mammals. We're still animals. Our bodies still need nature. They still need sunlight and yes. Okay. We've had, you know, this last week, we've had an interesting few days and weeks of lots of gray. Okay. So the way that the sunlight's coming into the body and impacting circadian rhythm and that sort of thing is different than a bright, sunny, winter day or July day. And we're still going to get some benefit from having natural sunlight on our eyes, especially morning sunlight. And then late afternoon before sunset, those times is what in the research it shows, like those have big impact on circadian rhythm, circadian rhythms, impacting our hormones, our neurotransmitters, right? Like I have a background in biochemistry as well. So these are things that I'm passionate about too. (laughs) Um, so yeah, I, I find there's a lot more like, let's be simple. Let's really just hunker down into like, what's, what are the basics that we need to maybe refresh or refine? Mm-hmm. Um, and then alongside kind of, you know, maybe this comes in with some of my training and, and some of my own preferences of like, winter is meant to be hibernation. We are seasonal beings as well. Like there's an element of like, yes, you're meant to be impacted by the seasons and that's where we get into like disentangling from patriarchal views and capitalistic views. And like, you're not meant to be productive the same way, the same all the days. (laughs) Right. And so for some folks, we talk about like, especially for folks that have menstrual cycles, we'll talk about, okay, are you living in accordance with your menstrual cycle? How does your menstrual cycle then um, scale out to the seasonal cycles that we experience in this part of the world? right? Like different factors that play in for sure. That's a huge Oh, I have a question. Yes, Laurel. <laughs> what if you no longer have a menstrual cycle? Totally. Then what happens? Then we're just, oh, forget it. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. What do right? we do then? Right. So think about, okay, the menstrual cycle is impacted by lots of different things, but one piece of it is the lunar cycle right? You're still under the influence of the lunar cycle. So that's one lens, right? If somebody's 
um, no longer bleeding for whatever reason that we can explore. Um, the other lens is you can track these sorts of things, right? You can track and see, okay, yes, my hormonal landscape is changing depending on if it's menopause or we've had different surgical procedures or, you know, like there's minutia and detail in there that we can't address for each person in our podcast, but, um, I can start tracking. Yeah. Do I have kind of a natural ebb and flow to my energy? Are there times of a month ish range of days that I'm more social or I'm more introverted? I have more energy. Like there's even entrepreneurs that like would only schedule their podcast interviews close to their ovulation time, or like there's all sorts of different ways to do this. Cause wow, my energy is more magnetic then, or, um, maybe I schedule an extra rest day closer to when I'm bleeding. Like And then I think that translates into the winter season or the summer season. Like what does winter mean? Winter means a time of rest, a time of reflection, maybe a great time for therapy, but maybe a challenging time for therapy, right? Different things. Does that answer that question, Laurel? Well, now I have 9 million more. So (laughs) yeah, (laughs) that's how this works, right? Mr. Wu, and and for those who've listened to this podcast before, you you recognize the name Dr. Michelle Paris, and she's a naturopath that we've had on the show before, and she spends a lot of time talking about the effects of of our menstrual cycles on our on our systems and making the decisions to do things when we do them dependent upon our hormonal cycles and 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 again addresses whether you've had a surgery or you've had a hormone shift your body still maintains that cycle that it needs to have respected, but it's not something we're generally taught from a young age. In fact, we're taught, if anything, to be ashamed of the cycle that's happening in our lives because we need to be on par with our peers who don't menstruate. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and I think that that probably provides a different challenge. Do you see that in your clients that you're working with that, that those who menstruate have a very different approach to their own self-esteem and their value of, of how they see their worthiness compared to those who don't? Yes. And I tend to attract clients who do. So I don't have as much experience with clients who don't. So there is like a bias in who I have the the honor of, you know, getting to hear bits and pieces of their inner landscape. Um, and yeah, it's, it's a common, those questions, those basic questions I was talking about at the beginning about sleep and food and rest and play and those things. And then the question about menstrual cycle, it's, it still surprises me how often that's a relevant question, right? Like, and, and, you know, it's helpful and affirming to people to go like, yeah, oh my gosh, I had never thought of it through that lens. And that's so validating. And, and that's the piece too, of the broader social and cultural impacts that we're all navigating, right. And recognizing, you know, got different clients and different career paths and some that are in a more corporate landscape, but that's even more dramatic, right. The, the performative nature, the more like masculine, uh, set up in the mm-hmm. day or the system and that sort of thing. And it's, it's neat and hard to see the differences and 
usually what I observe in clients is when it's acknowledged and validated, there's a sense of relief. There's a sense of I'm not alone, a sense of this isn't me. I'm not crazy. I'm like, no, this is a real, of course, you're going to be impacted by hormones, your hormones. Like that's what they're meant to do. Right. <laughs> yeah. You know what I just realized? Mm. I just had an epiphany and tomorrow's epiphany <laughs> um, is that I didn't sleep last night. And I now know that tomorrow is the full moon. Mm -hmm. So uh, yes, <laughs> I exactly. got like, oh, that's why I didn't sleep last night. Probably because the moonlight was through, underneath the clouds shining on my, on my, uh, you know, my brain or whatever. So thank you. Because I was like, why didn't I sleep last night? Mm -hmm. And uh, it's really, that's really interesting because there's, well, I think I love the way you speak, Briar, because you are touching on all my favorite things. You're talking almost astrologically. You're talking psychologically. You're talking physiologically. You're talking spiritually. And so often we are not looking at our own wellness from the basics. You know, we're not looking at, at those foundational pieces I mean we're starting to talk about it um, but not too many practitioners do so let's say we're listening to this podcast and we're going well my practitioner doesn't doesn't do that where do we start totally like how do we find someone totally and this is like I'm at the point where it does not seem like I'm giving ethical care if I'm not practicing integratively like I'm at the point where when I hear of practitioners, when I hear of clients' experiences within different, um, you know, landscapes of wellness, it, it's, it astounds me that like, that's considered consent. That's considered ethical care. That's considered effective care, right? Like when we know better, <laughs> we know that all of these pieces come together in one person. So of course there's limits in what any one practitioner is trained in and what their scope of practice is. And that's our job to, to know that. And we have training in that. And that's also part of providing a service to the community is saying, how can we help you network to the, your unique web of care that you need? Right. So like, and then how can we facilitate conversation between your practitioners as needed? And that's the piece that's hard as a practitioner at times in terms of the legal, like getting consent to talk with another, like there's a lot involved from a practitioner standpoint and from a client standpoint, wow, what a game changer that, you know, these various people that are on my team are now actually a part of a team. So it's a lot of self-advocacy. It's a lot of research. It's a lot of gumption. It's a lot of trial and error, which is so awful that it's that hard right? And we're out here. We want to support you. We want to work integratively. We want to connect, right? I'm, I'm often asking clients at the end of sessions, do you need any resources? Do you need any referrals? Like how can I help fill in any missing pieces that, that are going on? And that's part of my job is how well-versed can I be? How well-rounded can I be? I think sometimes professionals are afraid 
Mm-hmm. And and they work in their own profession from a place of fear. I'm afraid that if I'm talking to ABC mm-hmm. and I think that they would benefit from meditation classes, I think that they would benefit from, you know, workout programs. And I think that these two different practices would complement my work. I, I'm afraid to tell them about that because what if they go to meditation and then they don't come back to me? Right. You know, we're, we are afraid instead of thinking of a world of abundance where we share our abundance so that all of us have access to all of it. We try to work and think in these silos. And I, and I find that really, but I find that in some streams and less than, than I do in others. I mean, Mm -hmm. you know, as you know, I'm in a chiropractic clinic and we have other practitioners and and I love hearing our practitioners say, I can do this for you, but this person, this person, and this person in this office can do these other things for you. And all together, we're going to do all of this. Mm-hmm. And I just feel like the world needs more of that. 100%, right? We're at a time where there's so many things coming into our systems that we are going to need help with co-regulation right I talk about that a lot with people people are so focused when they come to me on like strategies for self-regulation which is beautiful and I love that you know accountability and responsibility and at the same time it's the same reminder you're still a mammal you still have a nervous system that needs (laughs) co-regulation like especially all these beautiful parents that work with me and they're they're so um they're doing such beautiful parenting of helping their babies with co-regulation. And it's like, they forget that they need that too. Right. And so these pieces of, yeah, like is my practitioner caring for themselves so that they can provide the co-regulation I need. Mm -hmm. And that's the piece of like, if I'm in fear, Mm -hmm. which happens and is a normal human emotion, am I able to navigate my fear in real time so that I can still be of service? And that's going to take practice. That's going to take skill. That's going to take, you know, you, you might need your own coaching, your own support. Right. And, and yeah, like, oh my gosh, who am I to think that I'm your only practitioner for the rest of your life? Like, oh my gosh, no, <laughs> like that, like we've got something wrong if that's the thought, right? Mm-hmm. Like, yes, it can be scary. This is our livelihood. This is our income. And at the same time, that's just demonstrating how much more perhaps effective we are as a practitioner. If I trust that you're the expert on you and you're going to know which modalities or practitioners are most helpful to you at various stages in your, in your life. Right. Uh, You know, I'm thinking of the word resilient. Mm -hmm. Everybody loves the word resiliency, but I'm, I'm imagining for that for you, it's kind of a, it's a different definition. I'm wondering if you could define Maybe even from your own personal standpoint, what does it mean to you to be resilient or what are you doing to support your resiliency? Because I think as the expert, um, I'd like to know. I'm nosy. Yeah. Oh, I'm so nosy too. So I love that, Laurel. (laughs) (laughs) When I used to see clients in person, I'd always like, do you want to just sit down and look around at my space to like get to know me? (laughs) I give them time at the beginning because that's what I would want. Yeah. So resiliency, that's so interesting. I think the word that comes up for me that is adaptability, right? Capacity. And these are things like adaptability. That's something that I can influence. I can learn about, I can practice, right? That's something 
that I'm practicing in all areas of my life, not just my professional life. And then capacity, that's the piece that um, I need to keep tabs on, right? Like, have I slept? Have I eaten? Have I had enough hugs? Have I laughed? Have I moved? Have I been outside so that I have the capacity to handle whatever curveball is going to come in. <laughs> Cause that's the other wild part of my job is like, I may have this beautiful plan that we've worked on together and like, yeah, next time maybe we'll do this. And then life happens, right? I just had a few things this week. Wow. Somebody's coming in with, oh my gosh, like life-changing events that there's no way I could have prepared a session for. So that's the other part of my work that like the, with the resiliency word, Laurel is like, how fluid can I be that I can, you know, navigate what's coming in from a client perspective? Um, yeah, like so much of my attention is going into like my self-care and my, like Sam knows I've got my practitioner web is mighty and is regularly used, right? Like I have a, a cap on how many people I'm seeing in a day, how many people I'm seeing in a week. And it changes at times, right? Like I still consider myself a new parent. Our child is just over two. Like there's still so much um, tweaking and nuance that goes in, right? I, I get, I'm in charge of my schedule. So I don't work in the evening because you're not going to get good work from me in the evening. I'm a morning person. So, you know, there's times I'm sorry, I can't work with you. I don't have evening availability. And here's some practitioners that do, right. Cause I'm not going to give you the best care that you need. So that's not all the specifics, Laura, we can have a tea another time and we can talk about that, but that's like the ballpark picture of the things that I'm using. And I'm mindful of to make sure that I'm, I'm offering my presence and still protecting my boundaries and you know, the time that I need outside of work. Um, and that's the piece about the work that, you know, I'm offering your offering of like, we're in connection, we're in, of course, we're going to be impacted by these beautiful humans we're relating with. And at the same time, it's still their life. It's still, I may never see them again. And that's hard. Right? <laughs> like, wow, I've just, I've just gotten to know you and I'm cheering you on. And at the same time, like, it's like parenting, like, you're going to do your own thing and like you may be gone one day and like I can do the best that I have with the time that I have with you. Yeah. Now I hate to tell you this we only have a minute left. Okay. So you need to tell us how do we get in touch with you? To have tea. Yes. <laughs> well my website is www.briarculbert.com. And that links you to my online booking calendar. If you want to book in a consult call, I do 15 minute complimentary calls um, just to see if we're a good fit. And then that way too, if we're not a good fit, I can give you a better referral that's more tailored and more personalized. Um, you can book in and see my availability that way. And if there's something you can add yourself to the wait list, because I know January is a little jam packed right now. Um, you can always send me an email and my contact info is on my website and then my Instagram handle. If you want to read some of my posts that are a little more sporadic since having a child, <laughs> um, it's Briar period Colbert. Um, that's my Instagram tag. And then my website has some blog posts and things like that. If you want to get a sample. Oh, and I have, I also have some free meditations on insight timer. So if you're looking for any sort of kind of feel for some of the other things we can do in session, 
um, those are there for you and free. And that's a great app to have in your, your toolkit. Uh, really quickly before I, mm-hmm. before we sign off, I just want to touch base. Is it only people over 18 that you work with? Yes. Okay. I have, there are a few circumstances of, if it's an older teen where mm-hmm. I will consider working with them, but that's few and far between. Um, and there's some big dialogue between the client, that's the teen and their caregivers around boundaries and that sort of thing. Um, but yes, generally 18 and up and like all ages, like Perfect. beautiful folks in different stages of their life. And you've got resources though, to connect parents if they think that their child would benefit from speaking to someone who works similarly to you, um, if they're under 18. Totally. And I love supporting parents. So that beautiful piece of like, yeah, let's get your kids connected. And and what about you? Yeah. Fair enough. Perfect. I just wanted to to touch on that because that is something that sometimes people don't think about is that there may be an age cap for for, for help. I want to thank you so much for chatting with us. I, I, you know, I pick your brain every time I see you. We have great conversations. I wanted people to be able to hear the wisdom that you share with the world. So thank you so much for your time today. I really appreciate it. Thanks for listening to the Boobs, Bods, and Brains podcast. If you would like to learn more about us or our past episodes, then check us out on Instagram. Click the link in our bio to visit our website to learn more about sponsorship opportunities. We are always excited to have you offer different show topic ideas. If you have a suggestion, reach out via Instagram or our website. And as always, don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to the Boobs, Bods, and Brains podcast and invite all of the women you know.